previously on Subtle Frequencies. Damn it, Darla, where's Jeremy? He's 25 minutes late. Well, he did get, you know, uh, taken uh, to the, you know, the farm. He got taken to that farm. He died like an old dog? No, no, he went down yonder, down on the farm. You know, oh, that collective farm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to fire his ass. This is inexcusable. Well, you know, sure. I mean, I, I didn't like what he did, uh, correcting people all the time and such, and I'm gonna... Well, it was very annoying. It I was didn't like it. incredibly annoying. Not enough to fire him. I've always wanted to do it because of his disrespectful nature. But I'm going to have to do it now because he he's 25 minutes late. It's very it's we're on the busy season here. Well, in rules Office are supplies. rules. Rules are rules. Office supply, uh, you know, is an important time. You know, and February is the high, uh, high water mark for it. He should have known. Hello and welcome to Subtle Frequencies. You know, it's a scary world. Right now, folks are trying to take away our rights, destroy valuable institutions, and do harm to members of our community. Many of us are pushing back, but the question is, what do we do in the face of all this? Last episode, I advocated for the use of violence in multiple situations. And honestly, in a world that wants to kill you or the people you care about, violence is sometimes necessary. But it's important to remember that even the worst person can be redeemed. People can change, and in situations where you can afford to, it's a beautiful thing to help someone get better. So this week, we're focusing on redemption, which I think is the most magical thing there is. Stay tuned. Jeremy Kowalski, he, him, spent a beautiful six months at Down Yonder, down on the farm, farm, learning the error of his pedantic ways, and came out the other side, a new him. He decided to dedicate himself to educating the youths of town in the wet and wonderful ways of beach polo, but this time with horses. That's right, Jeremy is rewriting all the rules. Polo means horses, so beach polo should too. Amphibious polo. Half on the sand, half in the spray. Now that he is an educator, Jeremy would prefer to be called Coach. Mr. Kowalski was his father. Well, Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty nautical there, Pan. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. It's, uh, you know, it's good to see you. Uh, It's been a long time. You know, I was just wanted to go jump out ahead of it. You know, last time I was on here said some things that I regret. I just want to say I regret those things. I'm a different person now. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. You know, you've come a long way since then. And maybe maybe a few of us just got a little too fired up back then. But, uh, you know, it seems like your time down yonder, down on the farm, um, really yeah. did you a lot of good. So I guess I'm glad it worked out the way it did. It's a great program down there, you know. I'm I'm a big supporter of it, and I think that you know, like they're teaching people a lot of things. And I took the lessons that I got down there, and I'm now applying them to my teachings here. That's awesome, man. Before we get into kind of what you know what took place at the farm, I'm just curious. You know, did you like have a voice coach or something? You sound so different. Like if I didn't know it was you, I don't know that I would recognize you. Oh really? I just I've never heard that. Um, 
I just, I mean, I just feel like a different person. I was reborn in the chrysalis of, you know, love and understanding. So I just, <laughs> I guess maybe I might sound a little different, you know? Definitely. Well, yeah, what was it like down there? What did they, uh, what sort of lessons were you learning? What sort of farming were you doing? Well, down yonder, uh, you know, down on the farm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to farm. Uh, you know, there's the tree farm, the grove. There's the leaf farms, the hill farms. And there's a lot of different, and they kind of have you pick based on kind of like what gets you stimulated, what pickles your brain. Mm. And for me, it was the beans. Okay. You know, pole beans, yard beans, bush beans, pea beans, peanuts, all of those. Cause, you know, there's a, they do all this stuff. Like they make beans, which is like sure. part A. Gotta love those. Yes, I love eat them that. dry, eat them fresh, eat them stewed I think it's actually up. pretty bad for you to eat them dry. But Okay, that's your opinion. But what they also do is they've got these bacteria in their roots that fix nitrates into the soil to support the growth of other plants after they're huh. gone. You know, I just, I wanted to be like them. I was inspired by the beans. Yeah. Do you think that the farm chose beans as a crop? purely out of a practical decision or like did they maybe deliberately do it as sort of a metaphor for your growth and the way that you can help the people who come after you i think it's hard to walk away from any type of farming any type of planting any any type of cultivation or nursery and you know it's hard to walk away from any side of that without finding some sort of parallels between your life and that practice you know like i had a friend who was just obsessed with like the pawpaw grove and talked about how like it's a delicious and you know very interesting fruit but it's very fragile and sensitive and it's only really edible for a very brief time and i was like wow that sounds a lot like you and then we we shared a laugh uh (laughs) so i think it kind of doesn't matter what you do it's so you know something will jump out at you if you've got your ears open and your eyes shut you know sure yeah I mean, it's all about growth, which is what we're doing here. So I guess it makes sense. So look, we'll probably have plenty more time to talk about the farm. But um, can you tell me a little bit about this new sort of beach amphibious polo that you've been working on? That sounds um, dangerous and impossible almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of people told us. It's actually a really funny story. So there was a Craigslist ad for uh, a position needing to be filled uh, teaching volleyball to kids for the local elementary school. Okay. And this is the school down by the beach that's in the old lighthouse. And they said that it was going to be hard because, you know, the budget this year isn't what it's supposed to be. Like, not a super nautical budget. And, you know, the riptide really, it just really fudged up the volleyball nets and they're all gone and i was like how do you play volleyball without nets and they're like well we have balls and we also have the wild and domesticated horses of the coast okay they said be careful playing there there's a lot of horses there and i i put two and two together i said we got all these kids we got fields of play we got inflatable balls we got horses and we got pool noodles because that just comes with the territory sure what if we put all those elements together and we made the perfect sport? Beach polo. I I can see how the pieces would come together, 
but and they did yeah seems like phenomenally risky for both the horses and the children not if you really teach them how to ride and to be respectful of the horse which a lot of people say that each team is comprised of two people but that's incredibly wrong it's comprised of four team players the horses included Mm -hmm. so would you say that um you know the bond between a person and their horse is sort of the most beautiful bond that there is yeah i would absolutely say that and i learned that when i was down yonder down on the farm uh and i read misty of chincoteague no idea what that is it's a book about a pony i know it's not a horse but it's kind of like if a horse were short um on this kind of beautiful part of the chesapeake bay place i've never been uh where there's a lot of little ponies there cool left over from i think when the spanish had a ship blow up full of horses okay i wasn't there don't say yeah i have no idea what you're talking about sounds cool but i learned that about horses and i thought you know this this piece of information really sticks like really speaks to me, but I don't think I'm ever going to take it. In. And, you know, it's not, how are you going to apply this information? And then when I saw sure. those majestic beach horses, it all came flooding in. Like that's why that book spoke to me. Cause it, it knew that later on I would need this. Sure. Yeah. Pieces all come together. Yeah. Was there anything else, you know, from your time at a farm that you feel like, um, has sort of snuck its way into your, uh, your daily life now that now that you're back in the real world well there was a really powerful moment when there was a death on the farm oh no yeah farmer marge finally passed and you know went to you rent a one-bedroom apartment up in the crystal tower up in heaven up where jesus lives yeah 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 and we were holding a service, which down on the farm is pretty traditionally like you just you pile up a bunch of sticks and you put the body on there, standing up like it's dancing, and you set it on fire and burn it. And I was like, "This is weird," but yeah, you know, all all things considered, it was pretty nautical. Um, and watching this person's body burn, you know, while it is kind of petrified in the position of John Travolta dancing on the dance floor in Saturday Night Fever. Really made me think, like, you know what? I'm going to be burning up there someday, and what are people going to remember that they knew a lot of stupid rules, or that this this guy knew how to do something incredible? And you know, if if you, I don't know if you ever met Farmer Marge, no, but she knitted like a motherfucker. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Our whole house is made out of knitted things: walls, support beams, archways, fireplace chimney seems incredibly dangerous from the outside looking in it's easy to think that but once you're in there looking out you wonder why other people don't do the same Mm. can i ask um she didn't die from her yarn house collapsing or anything like that oh no 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 okay it it burned down from the inside Mm. starting to feel like that yarn fireplace may have been a bad decision she fell asleep yeah, you don't want to do that. It's like smoking in bed. Are you not supposed to do that? No. It's um, it's a great way to just get immolated. And kind of add that to the list of things I should stop doing. Yeah, bud. Um, but whatever. It does, you know, despite the um, sort of ironic 
nature of March's death. It just kind of puts in perspective um, what the farm is here for, you know, like finding what you're what's really valuable to do on this earth and how you mm-hmm. can get there. Even mm-hmm. even if you are a person who was uh, awfully pedantic or a person who maybe had a flaw like um, mm-hmm. an overcommitment to yarn. Um, well, that wasn't her. Yeah, that wasn't her flaw. Her, what got her there uh, was, you know, kind of one of the most unforgivable crimes of all. Landlord? Yep. <sighs> I hate that. Yep. For years, was born a landlord. It's Ooh. hardly her fault, but... You know, I mean, any of us can... You can move away from your uh, your lineage and, and uh-huh. be better. That's what uh-huh. you gotta do, really. But, I mean, it sounds like she redeemed herself before the end, and I respect that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's a lesson to be learned when the thing that you love doing, that is your calling, that is your talent, is the thing that kills you. You know, mm. like, I'd rather get killed by something I love, like beach polo than to be killed by something stupid like correcting the wrong person. Sure, yeah. Feel that. It's maybe the best the best way to go. Oh, Anyways, absolutely. Um, maybe it's time for some callers, because, you know, now more than ever, I feel like we just need to, you know, talk to the people, get down in the community, and spread some kind of positive news about, you know, how we can do better. So... Let's uh let's get those callers going, huh? Yeah, let's get them in here. Let's see what they have to say. Awesome. Right after these words from our sponsors. Great ads, um, and it's time for callers. Something a little different this week, or something a little different going forward. Um, we are finally going to start screening our calls. Uh, I've, frankly, I've had it with you people calling in with completely unrelated BS. And so our intern, Shrimp Scampy, is at least going to field the calls, uh... Give me something to go on, make sure that we stay on topic, hopefully. You know, it's time to get him uh, doing some more work. Eight years old, not getting any older. So uh, we've got a new role for him here. I think it's going to work out great. Um, Yeah, so starting from the first call, which let's see the note here. Um, Okay, Shrimp. Well, it says... 
This caller used to be a real piece of shit. Slick back hair, root beer ravioli at Diane's, Rona's at Johnny Banquet. What does that even mean? Caller, um, you're on. Well, hey there, this is Corky Nichols, and I go by the damn. How's it going? Well, I'm, I, I think... I think what your your youngin might have told you is something to the degree of that I used to be a despicable me. Yeah, despicable you, for sure. I wasn't comfortable talking about it at length with the youngster on the program, but, you know, I used to be just a just a real rat's ass, and uh, I'm trying to move past that version of myself, trying to earn people's respect. Okay, yeah. I mean, people can change, so I, I feel that. You know, I just, I've been, I've been... Really sure of myself for the past 34 years. And, you know, I was at the bar yesterday and, you know, just hanging out by my lonesome, which, you know, that's okay to do. And I heard this group of people at the bar, you know, they're, they're ratty youngsters. They're having a good time. And one of them goes to the toilet house. And while he's gone, the other ones are like, God damn, fucking Rick over there needs to stop talking about Cartman from the hit series South Park. Mm, yeah, always, okay. always doing them Cartman voices. Nobody likes to hear it. Nobody. I'm so tired of it that they always find a reason to relate whatever we're doing to this Cartman character. Okay. I, yeah. I, sounds. I, bad. I sat there and I thought, is this me? That is this what people say about me when I go to the turlet house? Because hmm. you know I got many faults. You know I I might have mentioned the root beer sa- sandwiches and and. And doing the the Ronas over at at Johnny Banquets and you know yeah my, now what is a root beer sandwich? It's kind of like a regular sandwich. It's it's in many ways a regular sandwich, but you dip it in a fountain soda, and it's got to be a root beer or a diet root beer alternate leave. So kind of like a like a foul sort of French dip. Well, I mean, it is that if you if you what you're eating is like a turkey club. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Foul. And, I get it. Yeah, that was a bit of my humor, but I, I I saw this 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 go down, and I said to myself, I've been quoting Cartman from South Park for decades. Yikes! And anywhere I can, you know, on dates at Johnny Banquets or at my mama's house or out with my my friends, you know, like I got I got a Cartman quote for any situation that might be at hand. Hmm. So I started asking around, am I a dirtbag because I do this? And everybody, you know, they they said yes, then they didn't hesitate. Yikes. Well, so where does that leave you now? Well, I unslicked my hair back. Oh, uh, that's great first step. I think they, that was the first step was slicking it forwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And putting it up, pushing it forward, uh, parting it down the middle so because it's longish uh, so that I can see through it. But secondly, it's so hard to get the Cartman out of my head. Because, mm. I mean, he has a saying for every situation. You know, he says things like, I, I do what I want. Yeah, or, oh, that's funny. About being a beefcake. Or mm. he's got he's got one for everything. It's just hard for me to deprogram my trash brain on account of it's full of trash. Interesting. And I want to know how... I can redeem myself uh, how I do better. Hmm. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're on the right track, but uh, I don't know, Jeremy, do you have any hot tips that you learned 
down yonder, down on the farm. Down on the farm, yeah. I actually got a couple things uh, I could, you know, like, <laughs> there's nothing less nautical than being that person that's quoting that character. Like, I've just, I don't have any patience for it myself. So I, forgive me if what I have to say to you is that you've got a long road ahead of you. Have you thought about finding a character that isn't so reprehensible to replace as this kind of meme in your life? Hmm. Here's a thought. I, I, I don't watch much else. I only got the one channel, and it's the South Park channel. Um, you could try a book. Pick up a book or something. Go to the I, library. I got the arthritis. It's hard to hold books up for any length of time. Uh, audiobook. Those are hot right now. I don't like putting things in my ears. I got unusually small ears. I mean, you could just play them out loud like you would with the TV. I don't want my my wife to hear it because she doesn't know that I'm making this turnaround. I mean, how do you watch South Park? She's got to hear that. That must be worse. I, I watch it when she's working out at the gym. Okay, interesting. Well, I got I got a system. She she starts up the pickup and I wait till I see the light turn the corner and I turn it on and... You know, when the hands start barking, I could I could tell that she's rolling up the gravel driveways, and that's when I turn it off, and I actually I cool off the TV by by putting a bunch of uh, ice on top of it because she could tell I've been watching it if it's still hot. Okay, this sounds like a maybe a bad relationship with your wife. I mean, if you're concerned about her learning that you're trying to improve yourself, and that she's restricting your access to media. Well, I mean, she didn't tell me I couldn't do it. I just okay. think she'd look at me different if she knew that that's all I was watching, even though she knows dang well we only agreed to the one cable plan that involved only the South Park channel. Right. You know, I think she would probably find it a relief if you um, steered away from that. So you're telling me step one is to change our cable plan? I mean, sure. I was going to say, again, like, you ever, um, you ever, like, listen to a podcast? That's something people are, like, crazy about it these days. What are those? It's um, it's like this, like the radio, but it's on your computer or your telephone or something, I think. So I, I can put it on my telephone? Yeah, you can put it right on your telephone. Does that require a different dial than the one I already have? Um, Probably, yes. Okay, so I could get one of these Bean Podcasts, and I can put it on my telephone, and... I can learn about new quirky characters with kind of myriad of sayings that apply to many situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Now, there's a lot of them out there, aren't there? Is that what, isn't that what you said? Yeah, yeah, you gotta be careful. So careful, because some of them are good, like, uh... Oh, I found one on my, I got, I got my, I forgot, I thought I only had my rotary phone, but I got my smart jitterbug out. I'm glad you figured that out. And it's telling me that the there is a Joseph Rogaine. That's a good one. No, that's a pretty bad one. Don't listen to that. Don't Look listen him. to Ben Shapiro. Don't listen to Dan Bongino. Um, okay. Listen to Friends at the Table. Um, Bunta Vista. The Adventure Zone. I'm typing all these in. Sorry if it sounds like I'm not listening. I'm listening. Yeah, sure. Well, my, my wife is coming home, so i got to get off the call. But thank you very much for your patience and your understanding. And uh, 
I hope the next time I see you, I'm not dipping a, a full-on Philly cheesesteak into a 64 ounces of Barks root beer. You know, you know me too. Um, happy that you're on this journey, and I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Christ bless. Yeah, right back at you. I think there's a lot going on wrong in that one. Uh, yeah, but you know, first step on this journey is realizing that you, you need to go on the journey, I think is what they say. I think it's hard out there. You know, you see someone doing some despicable shit, and your first impulse is that, like, you just write them off. You go, I don't know about that one, but, you know, there's a human being in there, and it, it maybe it's just about patience and understanding, and then you can maybe try to find the humanity that's hiding underneath the just the, the strata of garbage that's rotting above. Definitely. You know, I mean, it used to be that if I saw, or... I should say, heard someone, you know, out in the streets doing, like, a Cartman, like, respect my authority or whatever, oh, that kind I of thing. Like, I would turn the other way, you know. I would I would cut people like that out of my life. And maybe I still would, but it's, I don't know. If we're gonna, if we're gonna make it as a community, we need to, we need to be willing to have patience with people mm -hmm. and help them realize that you can't just go around quoting Cartman. Yeah, and I think a big part of this story is that this person had the the bravery of asking their friends and their confidants if this was something that they hated, and they were honest and respectful enough to tell them the truth. Right, yeah. It's so important to have people like that in your life. I don't know if my best friend was doing this and they asked me, do you hate it? I, I think my gut reaction would be to Maybe, yeah. do a tasteful lie which is not mm. nautical but i think that's most people's impulse yeah it's hard to be real with people but i mean again honesty is like so essential if if anyone's ever gonna improve yeah wow brings a tear to the eye yeah truly well anyways um let's keep this train rolling huh choo choo got more callers coming in um all right uh, so this next caller um, says here that you think the Redemption Farm is using brainwashing? Now, I don't know where you got that idea, but why don't you tell us about it? Hello, my name is Paula Pekins, she, her, and I've been a school administrator for 37 years. Cool. Well, what is it you wanted to talk about? I got a problem on my hands with some of these students. Got a lot of students, a lot of hard cases, a lot of, you know, kids with some problems in the classroom, in the halls, in the toilet rooms, also in the office, also on the auditoriums. Uh -huh. Like, what kind of problems are we talking? Behavioral problems, attitude problems, a uh, lot of hard cases out there, a lot of kids, you know, squirrely ideas of what's right and wrong. And, mm. you know, we try to discipline them accordingly because we are in charge of these children sure but sometimes we can't do that sometimes the state has to intervene and or the kids parents intervene in a way that they think is right and a lot of kids go to the down yonder down on the farm farm mm -hmm. and we get them back a few months later right and i'd hate to say it but i believe these kids are getting skull scrubbed down there so, I just don't know what gives you that impression. Well, they come back and their eyes are all wrong. We got this one kid, his name's Dunstan Diggs, real problem child. You know, 
he liked to get a bag of cotton balls from the nurse. He'd say, oh, my tummy's super sick. Oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, I'm going to blow chunks. And then he'd get a bunch of the cotton balls and he'd get them all wet with his spit and he'd spit them on the roof of the building, on the ceiling of the building, to be more honest. Yucko. So hard to get off. You'd think it's a pretty innocuous thing, but after about the tenth time of climbing up those little step ladders you gotta get and scraping them off the ceiling, you're real sick of it after a while. Mm-hmm. So you could say that Dunstan and I had a bit of a relationship that was adversarial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had him in an ISS, you know, countless times. Had him at, at a school suspension as well, countless times, for acts both heinous and petty. And then he goes out to the farm, you know, down yonder, down on the farm. And when he comes back, kid ain't right. I just, I need you to elaborate on that. First thing he does, I'm standing in the halls. The kids come off the buses, eyes wide. You know, Dunstan stops right in front of me. He looks at me and goes, how are you doing today? Okay. What kind of sick shit is that that a kid would do? What kind of mind game is he fucking trying to play with me? It sounds like he was just being pleasant. No, there's some sort of game going on underneath. I'm not fooled by his little maroon polo tucked into his little cargo shorts. His knee-high socks. I don't know, I mean... I don't care that he says that he's got a new reputation of being a frog whisperer. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, I gotta say. That's that's a very there. That's a very special skill. You know, that you need the frog whisperers if you're gonna get all of the flies. Wow, yeah, that is what they say. That and one's for me. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that Dunstan's grades are going up. Dunstan's behavior is acceptable. A few mm-hmm. outbursts here and there, but nothing too wrong. But I think that there's something wrong with them. And I think that I heard a couple of good things from his Western civilization teacher that would make me believe that this, this kid's been skull scrubbed. Like what? Like that Adam Smith, A, has a really generic and boring name. But B, that he was wrong the whole time. Um, I'm sorry, Paula, who is Adam Smith? Uh, that's the father of capitalism. Ooh, yeah, real trash can of a person. Yeah, without him, we would, nobody knows where we'd be here today. God, yeah, the most beautiful reality I can think of. And you know, I was really suspicious of, of Dunstan for his behavior there, so I suspended him. And in school suspension, I assess, and, uh... Made him write an essay about how the good things that capitalism has done for our society and for the people of, you know, our civilization. Hmm. So it sounds like you're really not nurturing this young mind. Well, that's what I thought. And then I, I read his essay. Okay. And it <sighs> looks like this kid didn't write no essay. It's just a word for word reenactment of the sp- speech that Mel Gibson did in Braveheart. That doesn't make any sense. And You know, I thought that too. I went, wow. How did this kid know every word to Braveheart the movie? Yeah. Especially because I, I don't allow no smartphones in my ISS. You know, you go in sure. there, you're, you're going in there with no screens, no TV, no VHS tape, so there's no way that you're going to be cheating if you're going to be looking on there trying to find out that whole speech. This kid yeah. got that memorized down pat. Mm. So I started looking at all the es- other essays written in ISS, you know, because that's pretty standard practice. If you're there, we're going to make them write an essay about, you know, what responsibility means, you know, why you don't put gum in people's hair. Sure. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
and started reading all the other essays, and they all looked dang similar. Every okay. once in a while, there'd be a gladiator speech in there, because, you know, that's mandatory curriculum to watch gladiator if a teacher ain't there. But most of them were Braveheart. And I'd say, with the exception of a couple words here and there, every single one is just on the money the same words. Gotcha. Okay, so do you think that that is, like, um, just purely sort of, what's the word, like, apathetic um, plagiarism? Or do you think that perhaps they're using the Braveheart speech as, you know, a means to convey their dissatisfaction with your oppression? Like, I don't remember that much of Braveheart, but he was like, you can't, can't take my freedom. I remember the word freedom, yeah, freedom's in there. Yeah. He yells it. No, that's when he's getting his guts all stabbed up. Oh, yeah, that's that. Is that what he says when that happens? I don't know. I have not seen Braveheart since I was in middle school. Yeah, it's been a grip. I think that what's going on here is a pattern. You know, most of the the no-gooders in our school have either been down on the farm once or they're going to go down on the farm later. So if they're in ISS, they're probably plugged into that system. I think that place is scrubbing their skulls in a particular way to make it so that that's some sort of code. Huh. And I circled to what every, end? every capital letter in the Braveheart speech as written yeah. by all those children and as written in the, the screenplay. And we're talking the screenplay written before the film, not the one written after the film. Okay, sure. I, I, I wrote down every capital letter, every beginning of a sentence, every proper noun that's used. and Yeah, I, scored, I know when capital letters typically happen. Okay, no need to get smart. Sorry. So I wrote them all down, and it's a, you know, don't mean to lick at anything if you just look at it like that. But if you put it through the algorithm for anagrams, it comes out as saying Paula Pecan sucks eggs. I guess that just makes so little sense that, like, I can't imagine it being intentional, but it is an awfully strange coincidence. I mean, a lot of things just anagram pretty accurately. Like, you can kind of make a lot of things happen out of any jumble of letters that's kind of like the thesis of the game Boggle. Mm, yeah, I know true. what I saw, and it's a clear pattern, a clear and present pattern. So I would like to take a comprehensive look at what's going on down yonder, aka down on the farm, and see if there's anything sort of untoward going on, if they're putting something into water, or if they're putting something in those kids' brains, maybe microchipping them, or maybe feeding them, uh, you know, Plants that are tainted with soil that has been poisoned with the ideas of a madman, or perhaps from the you know fruit from the trees of things that have corpses embedded in them. Hmm. I mean, it just sounds like maybe you're kind of delusional. Now I've been doing this for thirty-seven years. There's a clear and present pattern. Uh, started up when this farm opened up about ten years ago, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. I know what a lot of people are saying. They're saying that, why are you making these kids write essays? It seems to not have been working, and why have you not been reading those essays until now? Yeah, good questions. And I will tell you our policies officially changed. At our next teacher and coach assembly, we are going to be going over how we're reading those essays from here on out. I mean, that's probably a good idea. Couldn't it just be that if they figured you weren't going to read the essay, they would just write down anything and it wouldn't, like, matter? 
Are you insinuating that my 37 years of hard labor here in the administrative office of this school have not mattered at all? Um, that my I mean, punitive measures have been for naught? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this sort of, like, uh, punishment really does nothing to, like, change the behavior of, of uh, really anyone, particularly a kid. Just makes them resent you and uh, kind of, like, forces them deeper into the sort of mindset that they were already in. What would you suggest we do instead of making them write an essay during ISS? Because we got hours of, th of that kid being there because, you know, we'd taken him out of the class. We'd put him in a, a weird kind of smelly room with nothing to do. They gotta do something or else they're gonna fall asleep. Sure, well, I mean, they could, like, continue learning as they, you know, that's what they're there for, um, doing their regular schoolwork, but, uh, you know, in an environment away from other kids. Moreover, I guess, I mean, this kid, it sounds like, shouldn't have been sent there in the first place since they didn't really do anything wrong, but beyond that, um, you could always, like, talk talk to the kids and see, you know, what it what it is about their lives that's making them act out and see if you could help them. That seems like a pretty radical agenda that you've got there. I've written it all down, but I'm, I can't promise you nothing. Um, I'm also going to have to send an inquiry into down yonder down on the farm to make sure that they're not feeding kids fruit from trees filled with corpses. That's just a completely that, outrageous accusation. I think you've gone pretty far out of your way to avoid answering the question of whether or not that's true. I mean, I wouldn't uh, know. Yeah, I, I don't know about the corpse tree thing. There are a lot of trees of fruit on them, for sure. Uh, they bear fruit uh, a little more often than most fruit trees do, but that's because they're fertilized well and they're pruned accurately. And sure. I mean, you know. devote their time to making sure that that happens. Decaying animal, I mean, that just, that goes into, back into the earth to nurture it. That's just, that's just science. But I would, I agree with that, but for the record, there are no decaying animals in the trees or in the roots of the trees. There's, okay, let me backpedal a little bit. There's one. Uh, Father, Farmer George, that's when he passed, that's how he wanted to be interred, was at the base of a beautiful pear tree. I mean, I think that's a good way to do it, yeah. But those, I mean, I ate the, the fruit from that. You did what now? So you've been tainted by the fruit of the corpse tree. I mean, like, everything, every bit of soil is just, like, lousy with, uh, you know, old dead stuff. Yeah, the dead. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up at the next PTA meeting for sure. You're going to be hearing from our people, and our people are going to be, you know... They're going to be pretty Johnny on the spot when it comes to looking into this. Sure. I mean, it seems like you're just going to find a bunch of trees and people trying to better themselves. We'll see if that's true or if those, those skull scrubbers are doing what I think they're doing. All right. Well, it kind of feels like we're we're at a, you know, a stale stalemate here. So you're right. I've got, you know, parking to direct out in the, the bus lobby. So you all have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Thank you for calling. Uh, bye. Hmm. Kind of a weird tilt to that one, frankly. I'm not sure what she was getting at. Yeah, I don't really... I mean, there were a bunch of people that were pretty leery of what was going on at, at down yonder, down on the farm. Uh, when it first showed up, you know, it was, it was new, it was radical, it was, it was changing people's minds, but... Sure. People came around once they saw the results, and you know, like and all the critics, we just had them show up and we showed them what was going on, and it's 
it's a pretty straightforward program. Yeah, you know, it's pretty nautical. Yeah, I mean, I thought kind of this is already ground that's been covered, so I don't know why she wants to sort of relitigate this, but just how people are, I mean, especially teachers, school administrators, etc. They're often averse to change and sort of, I don't know. I mean, sometimes operate in the same kind of, like, penal fashion that prisons in this country do. We all remember what it was like walking the halls, you know, when Ms. Pecans was there with her flashlight and her walkie-talkie. We all remember what that was like, like, you know, hard-ass, not supernautical. Mm, yeah, sucks. Ugh, whatever. She accused well, me of throwing a, a D battery and cracking a window. Hmm. Did you? I'll never tell. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, anyway. Cool. Oh yeah, I feel that. Um, whatever. You know, truth will come out in time. No need to sweat it. So why don't we just keep talking to other people? Um, keep talking. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, next caller, it says here that you are a former cop, uh, which might be enough to get you kicked off just from the jump, but I'm going to give you a chance to uh, to make your case. What's going on? I'm uh, Leon uh, A. Moody, uh, he they, and um, yeah, I may be a former cop, but you know, uh, sometimes you learn that at first you think you can uh, fix what's going on from the inside. But then uh, you realize that uh, you gotta you gotta break out of that system because uh, it's too busted, and uh, no matter what you do, it's never gonna be never gonna be um, uh, you know what you want it to be. Because you go into it with like best of intentions, you want to help people, you want to do you know something good for your community. Uh, you know you're an Italian American, and you think like being a being a cop would be like good. In, sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, but. You know, I I realized that this was a uh, was a not so good. So I had to go on a, on a search on a journey for the you know the redemption, and um, sure. that's what you guys are talking about. So that's why I'm calling in because you know I love redemption. Awesome. Uh, and I've been uh, you know going town to town. Now I'm in this town. Um, uh huh. You know, trying to build a, a ragtag group of uh you know. Nonviolent, unarmed, uh, cool people to make uh, cool groups focus on the community. Um, y'all have a yeah a lot of former cops is what I've kind of noticed around here. Is what I've yeah, also. but so what kind of stuff are you doing to help the community? Like that's what I want to know because I think it's nautical. You're not doing what you did, but oh, I'm just yeah. like worried about what you are doing. Oh, um, well, we're doing um cool stuff like um you know. Collecting books for kids to read, you know, it's uh, it's finding alternatives uh, to to what's what ails our communities, right? Uh, whether that be mm. workshops and an education and uh, classes on conflict resolution and things like uh, you know uh, teaching people about the resources in the community rather than you know mm. uh, you know yucky stuff, bad bad things that are sure. no good, and nobody likes. A surprisingly comprehensive viewpoint. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, educating the the people in the community that that are able to help the people in the community. I don't know. 
Not um. Yeah, beating people no. with sticks and arresting them, right? That's that's the um, that's the opposite. You know, that's the bad thing that we don't want to do no more. Obviously. Yeah. All right, that was a test. Yeah, you passed. Yeah. I, that was a yeah. funny joke you were telling. Yeah. See, you see the opposite of the thing, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I think uh, it's complicated. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot more complicated than uh, sticks and uh, throwing stuff. And the uh, guns and stuff. Those are that's that was uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. You know, good easy solution. But it wasn't a solution. This is a lot more complicated. There's a lot more um, you know things happening. But in the end, it's about you know helping people out. It's hard to put a complicated solution on a bumper sticker. You know, true. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of things. You know, you could put like, I'm there's bumper stickers for sure. But you know, all the things that are that are behind the bumper sticker, you know, the list of like, well, what's the, what's all, of, you know, it's a long, it's a long thing. It's a lot of things, right. you know, you know. Yeah, you'd need like a whole manifesto on your bumper. Yeah, or like maybe a URL to and like, gonna, um, like a textbook. Yeah, that's going to start like accidents. That's going to cause accidents. Yeah, that's not Yeah, good. it's distracting. I saw this one guy with a, a QR code one time on the back of his car. And I said, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, yeah, don't want people using their phones while they're driving. No, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, from a legal standpoint, who would be at fault for getting an accident then? Probably the I mean, driver scanning the QR code. Yeah. I guess so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That'd be too bad. Uh, well, how's the path looking, you know? Are our communities embracing this, or...? Well, I mean, uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, so, yeah kind of. I think... It's, it usually goes, oh, that's very confusing. I don't know what you mean by that. And then it's like, well, here, I will take me a long time to explain it. But then I explain it. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, um, you know, eventually, you know, we try it out. And they're like, oh, that is, you know, I see, what you, I see what you did there. And they're like, oh, that's pretty good. So that's usually how it goes. It's usually, I don't like that, to that's very confusing, to okay, sure. And then like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Let's keep doing this. Huh. It's, um. Well. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, colored me convinced, you know. I I thought when this call started, I was like, I don't know about this character. Well, what do you, yeah. what do you mean? I mean, I understand. You know what? I was getting a little, uh, you know, that old uh, aggression was, uh, you know, I wanted to be, I want to say some uh, mean words to you. But um, huh. but I understand. I understand you're, uh, you're scared. You don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what's going sure. on. And I don't know what's going on. So we're just. Yeah. Got to root out those old impulses, though. Yeah, yeah. got to pull him up like a turnip, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you Top met any it. of the... Because we don't have any cops here, thank Christ. But there are a lot of Hi, former cops who are trying to... Uh, yeah, thank you. A uh, lot of former cops who are trying to, you know, get get back on the right side of things, make up for sort of their years of wrongdoing. Have you had a chance to talk to any of those creeps? You know what? That's uh, not fair. They're they're doing their best. I uh, I uh, I'd say um, some of them are uh, good guys. It was their uh, they had that whole you know brotherhood and we're doing the right thing and you know we gotta gotta have our our, our buddies back and all that stuff. And a lot of them got really into his whole thing because it was like oh it's a return to form. We're going back to the things that we like to do. And uh, you know some of them are still. Very much uh, into uh, Merton and that whole that whole vibe, and oh. um, 
you know. Yeah, I guess they weren't all there on that day at Battlegeddon when uh several of them had their minds magically altered. Yeah. Do you did you know any of them? What happened to them? I I don't you know I mostly know the 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 ones that decided to like turn turn to a more um you know beneficial you know compassionate empathetic uh community minded sort of to approach um but I heard kind of whispers that some people were like going to the summer camp they were liking that that whole thing um, oh but um you know I don't know too much about that but. For the rest of them, um, you know, they had sort of this uh, changing of their their minds, uh, and given you know uh, a different structure and a different way to do it. You know, these are people that uh, they, they they it's not like they have no no common sense. They can listen to a thing, and um, they know the basic concept of love. Um, so you know, not not a lost cause. It's uh, it's a long road. It's a long journey. You gotta like keep checking on yourself, making sure you're not going back to old habits, um, mm. and like understanding that these issues are complicated and um, it's a it's a tricky, tough thing. Being a good person. Period. Yeah, yeah, you said it. Yeah, it really makes you think. You know. Yeah. But uh, I'm really proud of you, Jeremy, for uh, you know, all the work that you did, and um, uh, Pan. You're doing good work. You're spreading the good news. Uh, yeah, if you're ever that. at a beach polo game, give me a shout out. I am allergic to water, so I will not be there. Ooh. But um, uh, yeah, it uh, it makes yeah, my that, life that would make that really hard. It's yeah, it's complicated. Makes it makes it complicated. Um, but you know, it's also complicated. Uh, y'all are um, uh, excellent. Um, I gotta go. I have a lot of um, I have a lot of collating to do. Like a lot of collating. Oh wow, yeah, that data's got to get data needs that to happen to it. Yeah. You gotta yeah. collate it, I guess. That's a lot of uh, a lot of folders with informational handouts Ooh. to put in the little pockets. So right. um, yeah, it puts me in like a Zen state. I love it. All right, uh, gotta go. Uh, bye. All right, bye. Good luck. Wow, on your wow. mission. Wow, um, that was pretty chill. Not what I thought it was gonna be, based on what I heard from the beginning. Yeah, you know, I'm always, uh, like I always say, don't talk to cops, but yeah. former cops, I guess some of them are okay. Well, it's out. a choice. It's not, you're not, it's not something you're born as, you know? So, like, you could drop it. Yeah. And become something else. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, talk about redemption, you know? Gives you a lot, a lot to make up for. Oh, yeah, and there's some that I'm sure you just can't, you know? There's no going back after you murder someone or murder someone or incarcerate someone or murder I mean, someone these are heinous things but not nautical i don't know i have to believe that even you know the worst person the most heinous killer uh can somehow get better yeah take a lot of work certainly maybe maybe more work than anyone's capable of doing but Hey, I I met a lot of pigs down down yonder, you know, down on the farm, uh-huh. and not all of them finished the program. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of them escaped. Some of them stuck with it. And you know, the ones that stuck with it, put in the work. You know, were open to being vulnerable with us about their experiences and you know what what have you. And yeah, you know, a lot of them turned their their shit around, and you know they got 
some things kind of deprogrammed from their their you know their brain cabinets. So there, I have faith in people's resiliency to change. You know, like yeah, it's possible. <laughs> but you know, first thing you gotta do, stop being a fucking cop. Yeah, step one. You know, anybody listening that might be thinking about that, you know, just give it a thought. Maybe maybe more than a thought. Maybe give it a do. Yeah, yeah. do it. Do it right now. Right now, today. Yeah, like why not? Yeah, get to it. Anyways, that's that's one message we want to put out there. But um, gotta keep the callers going. So, um, another caller here. Um, says shrimp said that you he couldn't necessarily understand what you were saying. Uh, you're talk you were talking too softly. Um, and you might be someone might be hunting you. So, uh. That doesn't sound on topic, but you can tell us about it. Hello, it is me. My name is Bagel Jones. Uh, my pronouns are she, they. Um, I have to be very quiet. Okay, because sure. Can you turn your mic volume up? I mean, uh, your phone volume? Do, well, may, maybe. I uh, could hear you fine. Can you? Okay. Yeah, it's, it'll be fine. Well, it's, um, it's difficult to explain, but, um, well, I have been working on a plan for ye- for nearly a decade, right? I have oh, been- Oh, okay, that's a long time. Yes, I've been assembling, uh, what I call it the sacred algorithm, and it is, it is finally, it is finally my time to implement, uh, what I like to call the final countdown. Uh, yes, so. Okay. okay. That, I mean, that sounds pretty pretty nautical to me. Yes, nautical. Yes, nautical. Yes. Are uh, you calling from, like, someone's bedside? Are they sleeping and that's why you can't be loud? I am in a hiding spot, an vantage point, so I can see it all happen. So I can watch it all happen. Okay. So, for the last ten years, I have been doing only good deeds. Only good deeds. I have been doing... Uh, I've picked things up off the ground. I help people cross the street. I, uh, when I get the wrong uh, mail in my mail uh, box, I, 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 I find the person. So I've been accumulating good deeds, like little gems, like little coins, and I've been putting them uh-huh. into my my algorithm, and uh, so that I could accumulate uh, all of this good work. So that I could do the ultimate, well, not the ultimate, but for me, the ultimate evil. Ultimate evil. Wait, what? What? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me? Yes. So, if I do all these good deeds, and I have all this, uh, you know, c- positive, positive moral currency, then I can do uh, a murder. I can do a kill. of a, a, What? A death. Yes. Yeah, what did yes. you say your name was again? My name no, is Bagel. No, this is not. Bagel Jones. My name's Bagel Jones. Uh, so Bagel Jones. Yes. I don't think that I don't think that that's how it works. Absolutely. You yes, can yes. you can just do all the good. So you've done all the good things, so you could do a murder. Yes. Yes. All of the good things. So now I can do a murder. So do you think that someone's after you because they know that you're plotting a murder? I have to be quiet so that my victim doesn't see me coming. What? Yes. Are yes, you about to, to do this right now? You're yes. hunting them on the air? Yes, yes. 
I that am. is not nautical. That's terrible. Well, yes. who is it? I'm asking out of curiosity. Well, that is a surprise. It has to be a surprise. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. I mean, uh, that's so not surprising. The good thing. Uh, can you close your ears for a second? I just have to tell Pan something that. Oh yes, yes, of course. I'll come. You, I'll you come can't hear. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Bagel, can you hear me? Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess that's a sure thing. Do you have any? Does Shrimp Scampi have any sort of tracking technology that we can use? Because we can keep this character on the line for however long it takes to prevent this murder. Yeah, I already passed the note over, but it is going to take, starting now, um, let me see. Okay, yeah, Shrimp's, Shrimp's giving me the signal. We got to keep them on for one more minute. So, all right, all right that's fine. You, let's get in there. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, hey. oh good, yes. you're back. Yeah, no, we, we were just about to. Okay, well, yeah, I just, it's been I, lovely I had an embarrassing you, growth. But I do have to do the murder, so... Oh, I, but um, we, we had a couple more questions, if you what just... What implement are you going to use? Oh, yeah, that is so that's, important. That's for me to know and for you to find out. That's part of the When surprise. you say us to find out, is it... Is it one of You're us? You're not going to kill us, are you? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you. Would was... you tell us if you were? Well, yeah, no, you've been awfully I'm cagey. Doing a murder. I have to well, go. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, and I Can will... we play like twenty questions with it? No, 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 no. It's been lovely. Wait, and I, I and I hope you enjoy uh, the uh, reveal. Uh, goodbye.
Um, oh wait, 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 wait actually, don't go. I had one more question. Ah. I had one more question. Are you still they there? Hung up. Bagel? Fuck! We were so close. They're gonna die now. God, I They're hope They're gonna not. die dead like a- if we had just thought to call Shrimp Scampy in here earlier and- Yeah, well, you know, the murder thing took me by surprise. We don't usually like to trace calls here, so we didn't even have the gear ready. Uh, yikes. That sucks. Well, they're dead. Maybe they'll fail. Yeah, maybe, or maybe Bagel will get like them in the sights of the crossbow or whatever they're using, and like see the humanity in their eyes and decide last second that they can't do it. But then, like a chipmunk will go over a log and make a sound, and they'll accidentally press the trigger, and then the crossbow boat will go. But they, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. What you just yeah, said. Yeah, I don't know. Anyone out there, if you're listening, um, I mean, you probably already in the midst of a battle with Bagel or something, or you've been killed, so I'm sorry that we couldn't save you, but, um, you know, I hope it doesn't happen again. It does raise a question, and this is sort of maybe, like, you know, too too much of a conversation, but, I mean, we're talking about redemption, Whereas this is sort of like like pre redemption, like pre pre-demption, pre-demption, if you will. yeah. And so I mean, in my mind, it doesn't work that way. Mostly because I think uh, a key part of redemption is, you know, a commitment to bettering yourself going forward. Um and, you know, not having a mindset where you're kind of committed to doing murder. But if you abstract it enough, say that this had happened in reverse order and bagel had called in and said i i'm i just murdered somebody now i want to get better you know what can i do some things that i might say are like yeah you know community service help people do good deeds yeah 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 grow a tree yeah sure why not um but (sighs) it's a bit of a sticky wicket is what i'll say Um, i don't know I don't know how this works out. Does it count yeah. if you're doing it? Like, it, it's similar to, like, say you've got a sibling and you're like, hey, little brother, wasn't it nice of me to have given you that little lollipop? And then they're like, what do you want? And you're like, can you mm-hmm. tell mom that I'm, can you pretend to be me in my bed tonight so that I can go sneak out, go to a party? And they're like, you know, like, You'd be mad about that, right? Is that what's sure. happening here at like a cosmic and moral level? Like they're doing all this good, and then the you know the moral scales are like, okay, what's all this about? Yeah, like oh, it's so that you could do a murder. I mean, the murder happened. Like it doesn't matter if a good person murdered somebody. Yeah, it's still a bad action. It's still a murder. I think, all things considered, unless this is gonna be like I don't know. Ted Cruz or like oh yeah or fucking Jordan Peterson can't wait for that guy to die we should have asked about that mm, yeah they probably would have told us if it was like an awesome murder that would have been cool yeah I would have bragged about that after though yeah and maybe they will oh man I mean this is like the most extreme version but you know to use your pared down version how many delicious lollipops would it take for it to feel worth it to pose as your sibling so that they could go out and party? Because I would say at least 50. It's a few. It's got to be a few. It's got to be like in the 50s. But like after a certain number of lollies, you know, it kind of, they lose their, 
kind of power after a few like 10 lollies in any given time is like wow that's a lot but once you go up from there you're like i don't need that many yeah yeah you'd have to do other stuff like uh you gotta you gotta do the dishes instead of me yeah um gotta clean my room etc now how you know extrapolating that out how much good do you have to do for it to seem like cosmically it balances out uh just that cold-blooded murder in lollipops i mean i guess if we're using lollipops as the like standard metric assuming that they don't degrade over time because that's like a whole other i think they stay good for a long time oh i meant like um in in terms of how you value them conceptually like you were saying before yeah okay yeah yeah how many lollipops are equal to a human life is that what you're asking me yeah and that's maybe what I would like to get a peek at some of the math that went into this algorithm and see sort of where she, uh, the numbers that she crunched. Cause like, I don't know, it would, I'm going to tell you in terms of lollipops, um, a, a bunch, like pretty much an inconceivable amount. I looked it up. Okay. How much does a lollipop cost? Uh, I mean, depends on what kind of lollipop in the store, but I would probably pay a quarter. So that's roughly about 25 million. 25 million lollipops? Yeah. Okay. Now, is that just purely from a, like, monetary standpoint, or are we sort of, like, observing this, like, action value of being gifted a lollipop? God, that is a, that, that is a pickle that's briny as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not comfortable putting a number to it now. It's also worth saying that there are many actions that are more valuable than a lollipop that you can do. Oh, yeah. And but, I wouldn't want to open the door to monetizing lollipops or otherwise a human life. Like, I don't want to open, you know, a package tomorrow and find 25 million lollipops in it and go, oh, someone out there is about uh-oh. to get got. Yeah. Defo, no. That would be not so nautical, and it would be on me. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take a firm stance right now. Uh, Subtle frequencies is opposed to valuing life, especially in terms of lollipops. Or, like, (laughs) valuing life. Um, Value your life. Fuck, shit. Value your life. You're worth more... you are worth more than 25 million lollipops. You're worth more than any amount of lollipops, is what we're going to say. That's, I think, I think that's something that the show can really, like, stand behind. Yeah. Oh, wait, someone just tossed me one of those jumbo-sized sour blow pops. Ooh, those are good until they cut your mouth. Yeah, I mean, it hurts so bad, but... Tastes so good. <sighs> even, even those... Not even 25 million of those. Okay, we got way off track on that. But, you know, these are the questions we're here to answer, and we absolutely can't answer that one. But let's talk to one more person today. All right. Um, Last caller says here that um, you are maybe afraid that your soul is beyond redemption. So that's that's tough. That's tough philosophical territory. Alright, hiya. My name's Bork Simmons. My pronouns are he, him, and I've got, oh my gosh, I got a pickle. I got something weighing on my heart. And, um, well, let me tell you just a little bit about... What'd you do, Bork? Oh, jeez. Well, let me tell you just a little bit. What'd you do, Bork? 
about myself, okay? I was just a little tyke, just a little guy, and uh, I was what you would call an air hacky prodigy, okay? I was I was just slamming those discs. I was shooting those goals. I was doing some, you know, really virtuosic, you know, a very high-level air hockey. And, uh-huh. you know, in my household, my father, uh, you know, he always said, don't play that hockey. Don't play that air hockey. You know, don't you be playing that game in my house. And, and, I, and I said, no, Dad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real good. And uh, I got a natural gift. I got, look at this. Look at this, uh, you know, sliding discs and such. And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what happened was, after that, I got real good. But then, I um, I broke my arm. My arm. Oh, no. It, oh, uh, that's so sad. It got real crinkle cr- cut, and it was no good. I still had an arm, but it was not quite the arm that it had been before. And I'm at home, crying and uh, real down on myself. And I'm see, I'm like, oh gosh, what am I gonna do? Uh, and um, I learned a lot about me and my me and my dad. You know, we never really got along. And he comes to me and he says, "Well, son, I uh, I did I wanted to keep this from you, and I didn't want to tell you about my past. But um, well, I actually know how to play air hockey. I'm quite good. I am so good at air hockey, actually, that my skills were classified by the U.S. government." Uh, and during the Cold War, I was sent over there um, to use my skills to defeat Soviets with air hockey. And I know it sounds crazy oh. and unlikely. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. But this did actually happen, son. He said to me, Bork, my son, this is true, right? Okay. And, um, What's your dad's wow. name? My father's name is also Bork. I am a, oh. I'm a junior. He is a senior. Got it. Yeah. But um, I'm assuming because you didn't say that you were a junior when you showed up, that y'all's relationship is strained? It is. It is. It, it started, you know, he's distant. He's always kind of like, um, in, you know, sitting on his recliner and doing his own thing. And then, you know, him not uh, supporting and encouraging my, my love of air hockey. But in my hour of need, he came and he's like, son, I can train you um, to be what you once were. And even... Uh, more, right? So, here I am. Cool. Uh, training with my my sweet uh, dad, and um, you know, doing doing training like running up and down the basement stairs to get that cardio going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's important, I guess. Yeah. Learning. I mean, I teach sport. I'm a coach, so yeah, it is important. Absolutely. Yeah. But but all the while, my dad he's dealing with uh, you know, he's got addiction and he's struggling. Uh, he's gotten dependent on Capri Suns, on the high sea, uh, mm. you know. Oh, all, so all the the straw stab and drinks. Exactly. If it's got a little hole made out of plastic and you can shove it in, he he just can't get enough. And he's okay. Uh, and I'm I'm like, uh, Dad, I I want to save you from yourself, <sighs> and I want to run up and down the basement stairs, and and we've made so much progress, is what I'm saying. And I'm really emotional about it. And, well, he's been cutting back on that high fructose corn syrup, you know, pouch drinks. And I've been sure, getting real sure. good on my striking arm 
you know, slamming those discs into that uh, that goal little slit. And um, I'm just, I have a new tournament coming up, and I'm real afraid that I won't be able to, you know, redeem myself from, you know, that embarrassing time when I was crying in the basement because I broke my arm. And, and I just don't mm. know if I'm good enough. And I just don't know if I'm going to make my dad proud. And um, May I ask, how did you break your arm the first time? Well... The thing, the thing is, um, I made the mistake uh, that I was prepared to play actual ice hockey on ice. Um, mm. Oh yeah, that's a different sport. It, it was classic hubris. I had never put on skates before, um, and um, I did. I did break my arm by by falling on the ice. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I that'll do it every time. Yeah. And I was embarrassed because I was like, I'm a hockey player, but the thing is, I'm an air hockey player. Um, yeah, and right. whenever you're, you're like about to get out there on the plastic ice, do you think, do you get those moments flooding back to you? Like, like you're going to break your arm again on, like you do with the real ice? I'm a little scared that what I'll do is I'll do, I'll go for a lunge, you know, with my right arm, which is my striking arm. And mm. I'm, my arm will land on the little ledge that goes around the table. Right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and my arm will clean split in half like a like a a pencil. Yeah, a lot of people think that that can't happen, uh, but it can. It's sort of like how yeah. you can drown in like a couple inches of water. Exactly. I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm my dad is finally proud of me playing air hockey, and um, then I'm gonna break my arm, and I'm also not gonna win the championship tournament. So I got a lot of on this. I've got some thoughts and. You might. This might be hard for you to hear. Okay. But lay it on me. Lay you're afraid that you're afraid you're not going to win this thing. That you're I not going to re- redeem your yourself or your soul or yes. what have you. I'm concerned. I think you already won. What? Do, what do you mean? What do you Cause mean? Because you've recon you've reconstructed your relationship with your father. Oh my gosh. That's a big win. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, championship would be great, but that doesn't matter. You already, you already oh got goodness. something pretty big. I hadn't even thought about it that way. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's why I, I'm a coach. You are such wow, a good coach. That's oh my inspiring. gosh. I'm not going to cry on the radio. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I wouldn't. That would be mm. embarrassing. No. Okay. Would it be? It's not I don't that. Be no, it's fine. No, okay. you're good. All right. Okay. I'm, I also don't think I'm going to cry. I'm very emotional, but I'll cry later. Anyways, probably sure. when I'm, hold, um, I'm hugging my dad. That's probably when I'm going to cry. Well, that's a great time. <sighs> That's a lot to take in. I'm, I'm really. That's that's a real. That's a really um beautiful thing you just said to me. Yeah, you're wow. welcome. That's pretty really nautical. Nice. That is pretty nautical. You're right. Wow. Like the sport is always gonna be there, but it's not always gonna be there for you. It's not. No, anything could happen. Your the cord on the table could break, or your arm could break again, or you're right. You're right. You're you right. could become disinterested, but you know the people who care about you—they will be there. So they right. matter. Yeah, right. I mean, someday too, you'll be without those. I hate to break it to you. So this is okay. Yeah, spoiler well, alert: Is that going to be? That's not soon, though. I, I mean, hope I, my dad. I mean, how old's your dad? I, I mean, he's pretty old. I mean, if he was playing air hockey against the Soviets, he's probably pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm—I didn't even know there's. I didn't, I hadn't really thought about my dad's mortality until just now i'm sorry so, that i brought it up 
That's I'm, what this uh, program is for. I'm gonna go hug my dad and um, probably That's gonna good. cry. Yeah, you gotta cherish your loved ones while they're still with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. We're gonna probably high five also. So awesome, um, classic thank you. dad thing. Thank you so much. I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Okay, bye. Thank you for calling. Hmm. You know what? I kind of feel bad about bringing up Bort's dad's mortality, but um, I think we did more good than we did harm. Yeah, probably. You know, you can't run away from these things. Is sort of no. the thing about it. Cherish uh, your loved ones, because like they might not be old, but you know, trains are coming, and I'm talking about the train that could run them over. Right. Yeah. Crush them. Crush them to yeah. death. Or just hit them barely and knock them over and they hit their head on a rock and then bing, bing, boom. Not so nautical. Yeah. They could um, just have a, you know, congenital heart uh, condition or uh-huh. something. A horse could kick them. Yeah. There's all sorts of horrible, ironic They eat the wrong kind of wild carrot. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. These are all options. Well, they get a, a splinter from the banister while they're walking a little too fast down the stairs. And it just looks like a bit of wood, so it doesn't matter. But what they don't know is that wood was treated with chemicals, and they get a nasty infection. They they croak. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. They're painting a portrait, and they accidentally they got a water cup, and then they got a, a water cup for their paintbrushes with acrylic paint all over the brushes, and they drink that cup because they're so thirsty. They don't have time to think about which one's the water and which one's the paint water. Yeah, you can stop listing ways that people could perish. I think we we all get it. Death is coming for all of us. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you gotta live your life. That's the thing. Or our one of our previous callers could shoot you with the Barrett Light 50. That's, a, that's another possibility, yeah. Again, you just sort of never know. And that's the thing, I don't know, if we could get at anything. Um, at the core of this, I mean, redemption, obviously, you know, that's what we're talking about. But it's sort of just, when you think about it, it's like, you don't want to... Um, meet saint peter up at the pearly gates and think like wow i was a real buster i spent all my time being a punk ass and wasn't cool you know you only get this one one spin around this crazy life maybe according to some beliefs depending on what you believe in yeah there's that other side to it like say there is no saint peter you know a lot of people think that throws morality out out the window say that you know JC isn't up in his crystal tower high in heaven above the the cumulonimbus clouds. But, Uh you know, why don't we just do those good things for the sake of doing them and not for the idea of reward? You know, like a lot of my my kids, they're like, I don't want to be a professional beach polo player. Oh, it's not a real sport. Oh, why am I doing this? Like, it's not about being a pro. It's not about winning the gold medal at the Olympics. It's, It's about the nauticality of just doing it and having fun absolutely yeah you know i mean it's almost not almost it's it's more important really if there's no if there's no afterlife then you know this is all the time you're ever gonna get yeah true that don't waste it true indeed truer words uh, all right well that was a great episode you know what? i feel like we're uh i don't know We've maybe brought some good into the world for once, uh, hopefully. Fingers crossed on that, but I don't even think, I mean, is there anything in terms of what we learned? Like, we kind of summed it up there, you know, thematically. Yeah, I I think we kind of crossed our T's, dotted our I's, you know, 
squiggled our cues. Uh, yeah. Drawn the entire letter of M. Yeah. Completed the part of A so that it looks like A. The swirly part. That's important. Yeah. 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 So know what we learned. Really. We don't need to. You get it. Do good. I, I already I said it's smarter before you can think back to when that happened. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jeremy, for coming on. Um, Anytime. You know where to find me. Out on the beach. Somewhere between the sands and the sprays. Sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, bye, everybody. Hey guys, this is Hannah. You've been listening to another stellar episode of Subtle Frequencies. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to support us in other ways, um, you can do that by following us on Instagram um, at Subtle Frequencies. We have a Twitter at Subtle Freaks. And you can go to our website, subtlefrequencies.com. That's a fun way. Um, And you can tell your friends. That's a great way. And you can also tell your internet friends by leaving us reviews and uh, giving us stars and stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Yeah, we love you very much. Bye. Next time on Subtle Frequencies. Hey! Um, So, Pan... Um, I love the eye patch. Very cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I just gotta ask, um, no big deal, but, um, are you ready to pay the bill for, like, the nights you've been staying here at the hotel? I mean, can I just pay when I check out? Yeah. I mean, but, like, usually we have, like, some sort of, like, card or something on, on, you know, that we're hold that we have... And you haven't given us anything. You know, you could give me, like, your your debit card or something. And then we would just have it on file, right? And then we would charge you. Is that okay? Here, how about this? No, sorry. That's a really sharp sword you got there. Um, No big deal. Like I said, no big deal. Um, Yeah, bye. Have a nice evening. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye.